This is The Newsstand, episode 57. We're recording this on Wednesday, April 20th, 2016. I'm Ryan Gallagher. Joining me tonight to discuss the July 2016 Criterion Collection lineup, I have Scott and I. Hey, Scott. Howdy. And I have Arik Devins. Hey, Arik. Happy to be here. All right, guys. So uh, I have a lot of things to talk about in our uh, in my outline here for tonight's episode. There was the July it's been lineup. Eventful few weeks. <laughs> it has, uh, but it's actually like the last few days. It is when most of the stuff yeah, that I sure. have in my notes, uh, you know, specifically with today's Can Classics lineup announcements, and then Monday's uh, July lineup from Criterion, and then a handful of other things that that have uh, come up. But a lot of stuff. That Monday lineup, they, it was torturous. How long? I mean, I'm not <laughs> one of those people who's like, why Criterion? But oh my god, it was so late. It 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 was predict it was like uh very late on Monday. It seemed like you know, and it was like I I jinxed it by saying something about it. Well, I maybe not jinxed it, but I was like, <laughs> oh, what is going on? Why are they pushing it so late? And then right then, it was like, oh, here we go, it's starting. <laughs> yeah, we often joke about David leaving work, and that's when they announced it. But I was almost out of the door by yeah. the time they announced it. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was crazy. It was like four o'clock uh, on the Pacific time. I think that was as late as it's ever been recently, like within the last couple of years, it seems like. Yeah, for it's sure. al- it's always really weird, too, when they I mean, they delay anyway, and then it's late. It's like, well, presumably you delayed so you could finish. I mean, I guess they're just I don't know. You can never tell what they're not done with. Sometimes there's a cover missing, like with Clause of Sills Maria. You say, OK, well, maybe that was what they were waiting on. But this time, I don't I don't I don't know. New World came in really late, though. Maybe I, I don't know. It was very weird. Yeah, you know, while we're uh, while you mention it, the Clouds of Sils Maria cover. So we didn't have that one last on the last episode because they hadn't released it, and now it's available. Uh, what do you guys think of that cover? I love it. I think it's really sharp and kind of gets at the mood of the film, which I'm a little mixed on, but that cover makes me want to see the film again. All right. So, uh, so as as we mentioned, Criterion was supposed to announce things on Friday the 15th, or at least that was kind of what we were all assuming was going to happen. Um, but as, as usual, as, you know, predictable Criterion is, uh, they delayed it by over the weekend so that they had a little bit more time to straighten out their July lineup. But fortunately, they managed to tease at just about everything uh, on Friday so that there was pretty much nothing left uh, to be surprised by once the announcements actually came, except for maybe the details of the releases as well as all the supplements. So Yeah, some people got the Night and Fog tease. I didn't get catch that one. The rest of it might. Yeah, definitely. Well, we'll go through all the teases as we uh, go through oh, all of these awesome. titles. Because I have all, <laughs> I have all the like the links for all the tweets and all the posts on Facebook that they teased at for everything. So I did uh, see that. Yeah. There was one with, uh, I think, the Night and Fog one was the one where there was like the picture of Ellen Renee and Chris Marker. Yeah, no, I should have gotten it. I just didn't. That was the one I was surprised by. So a pretty big month, six titles coming out in July. This time around, we're actually getting a couple of Blu-ray upgrades. Um, actually, no, wait. Are the okay? So these are, the, are these upgrades or are these? Uh, what was what is the other term that criteria? Night and Fog is a reissue. Reissue. Uh, well, there's Carnival? upgrades and blue grades. I always considered an upgrade to be the full overhaul, and the blue grade to be like same supplement, same cover, just on uh, okay. Blu-ray. On the forum, they do it upgrade versus reissue. Okay. Yeah. So these are so these are reissues or upgrades. I think Night and Fog is a reissue, and Carnival of Souls might be an upgrade. So even though they both have new covers and yeah, I would say they're both reissues under that terminology. It has to do with whether or not there's new supplements. I think, but there's so maybe there's they are both new reissues supplements on for the Carnival of Souls. Yeah, you're right. So they're both reissues then. Yeah. Okay, because Night and Fog has that new interview with Oppenheimer on it. Yeah, and a new price as well. <laughs> and a new price. Oh yeah, and we'll that get... document, the <laughs> hundred minute documentary is new too. Oh right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so we'll we'll get to that in a second here. So let's see, okay, let's start off. Uh, all right, so where are we here? The first release of the month. Okay, so back on July. Okay, July fifth, we're getting a new film from Arthur Hiller. Maybe not a new film, an older film from nineteen seventy nine, The In Laws. Now Criterion uh, la- last week, uh, I guess a f- couple days before the actual uh, announcement day, but there was a, a shot of. Uh, let me pull up the tweet here that they, or maybe I think it was from Instagram, maybe when they had um, Alan Arkin, they had a shot of him being interviewed and 
a lot of people, I think it's pretty quick in the Instagram comments that uh, someone guessed that it was going to be the in-laws. And uh, sure enough, here it is. So uh, people love this movie. This movie is, uh, you know, a beloved comedy. Uh, have you guys seen this one before? Uh, this is the only movie this month I haven't seen. Uh, I have not seen it either. Uh, um, I am excited to watch this one, though. I, I'm a big fan of, uh, of Alan Arkins. Yeah. yeah, and Falk. I mean, it looks and, great. And Peter Falk, of course, yeah. Um, did you guys notice that on the, on the cover to this one, by the way, they, they say written by Andrew Bergman? No, that's funny. That must oh, be yeah. one of those like contractual, contractual. Uh, things that they have to include in the cover for it. Super random. I was like, is I was like, is this guy like really well known? And I've never heard of him, but no, not really. <laughs> so, like, it's just like okay. <laughs> so this is going to have a new 2K restoration of the film. It's got an audio commentary track from 2003, which is an older from the older DVD release uh, of the film. I think this one has had several different DVD releases over the years because of the remake of the movie. Um, but this one, you know, it's going to, I think the, the newest ones, there's, there's that interview with Alan Arkin that they had shown a picture of. And then there's this new interview program uh, featuring Ed Bagley Jr. and James Hong and a few other people. But uh, very exciting. It's got a, you know, title treatment again by Eric Marinovich, who recently did the title treatment for, uh, in a lonely place, I think. He also did. Uh, Eric might find this interesting. He also did uh, the title or like the the design work for the logo for um, XOXO last year. I do find that interesting. That was a good logo. I wear that shirt all the time. Me too. I'm wearing it right <laughs> now. <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> I am actually wearing it right now. Yeah. The the features on this one, by the way, this is a big source of um, uh, like criminal criminology. I can never say that word uh, on the forum right now is that it says a booklet on this one and does not say a booklet on any of the others except for one, which we'll get to later. But so some people think this might not be a leaflet. Mm. Well, I think so. Yeah. With an essay and a recollection. I don't think that would fit into their normal fold out kind of format. Maybe, maybe, maybe we're turning the, the corner on some of the packaging cuts. That'd be nice. Uh, I, I wouldn't <laughs> jump to any conclusions uh, from this, but we can hope, Ryan. We can we, hope. Yeah, we can yeah, hope. Just living in hope. That's all. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure about calling that interview program in support of the in-laws. It kind of feels like when they put out uh, the Big Chill and had that uh, Lena Dunham essay. It was called like "These Are Our Parents" or something. It kind of feels like it's one of those titles that makes it sound like they're like apologizing for including the movie, but it sounds like a really good movie. So I, I don't know the tone of that program, but I'll be interested to find out. Yeah. If you want to talk about controversial opinions, I'm a huge fan of the big chill. <laughs> I've never I, seen it. I don't think that's a controversial opinion. That movie is great. It is. No, people hate that. It's like up there with, uh, with tiny furniture and stuff on the, on the forums, like most hated releases. Oh man. Those, those people are nuts. They really are. <laughs> we love them. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> The following week on July 12th, we're getting a Blu-ray upgrade, which is so crazy to say, and it's so awesome, <laughs> but it's uh, finally happening. So now, Arik, you can go out and, and buy a new release uh, because you, you've been holding off on, you know, because you're so <laughs> you're so strict about buying your, your no, Blu-rays. No, I'm buying all the DVDs, but yes, yes, you're right. I can finally get a new Blu-ray. So 1962's Carnival of Souls. Uh, this is one that James and I covered on the podcast ages and ages ago. I think we did it back in 2012 or 2011, but um, we have since been, I think, I think I was went back and looked at some of the, the upgrade wish list episodes that we've recorded in the past. This movie has been on two of those episodes uh, way back on episode 110 from December of 2011. And then again, we talked about it on, uh, Oh, wait, was it? Um, okay, so we did. We recorded the episode in November of 2011. We did a, uh, the Blu-ray upgrade wishlist episode for, for 2012 back in, in December of that year. And then, um, and then we, it came up again on uh, the wishlist for 2015 last year. I think that was in, I forget whose wishlist that was in. James's. Um, I remember that oh, James, really, yeah, really yeah. well. He, he suggested that you guys should put out your own edition of it. Oh. oh yeah all right so this is one that like has had many dvd releases over the years because it's in the public domain and now that this is going to have like a um you know new 4k transfer from criterion is very exciting hopefully hopefully no one tries to steal it and, and re-release it for themselves i don't know how the public domain stuff like that works i think the, the film is in the public domain but the elements that criterion did are 
to are theirs. I think that's I think that's how that works. So you can buy like a cheap two dollar DVD, but you're not going to get. They can't use the same transfer, is my understanding. But like, is there any way for criteria? Okay, so I guess this kind of I don't know if you guys listened to that discussion that Brian and I had about the um, wasn't that like Triumph of the Will Blu-ray re- release recently where um, I forget now who released it. Was it uh, uh, Synapse or I, Vinegar Syndrome? Or I did listen to the discussion, but I can't remember either. <laughs> well, basically, like the, the the studio that put out Triumph of the Will. Uh, like water not watermarked it but they kind of like kind of marked it in a way with the subtitles uh like yeah so they would know if someone did it yeah Yeah. and so i wonder if if criterion will do anything like that to where they could point to this version of the film and say you you took our version uh when you re-released this dvd of yours yeah i don't know i mean i guess they'd have to prove that they did a 4k transfer i I don't know how that all works but i imagine it would be quite unpleasant to deal with yeah well it makes me think of uh back in the days of film prints being distributed widely studios used to include like on one frame a series of dots that would be unique to that frame for that theater location so if people recorded it in the theater and put it up online they would know where it came from Mm -hmm. uh so i I feel like it's something at some point someone's going to employ on blu-ray because it's not that intrusive especially for these older movies that have some damage on them already, like some quick frame long encode so that it would kind of mark it. In the old, in the first version of the Mac, they had like a special key command you could do that would show a, a copyrighted image in case anyone tried to steal the ROM. Oh, really? <laughs> Same idea. Yeah. So, um, interestingly, this release, so the previous, the DVD release had two versions of the film, right? It had the like, um, like a director's cut and then um like a different like a theatrical version of it is that was that right what it had yeah yeah it, people are hoping it's, it's in the more oh right so it seems, seems yeah. like an unlikely more to me well but somebody on the forums asked about it specifically and mulvaney replied saying basically just that they're not doing that they're oh you the know I th- extra scenes are only in the deleted scenes oh they're including them in the deleted yeah I did yeah they said something about how there's only just like a terrible master of it available but i mean frankly that hasn't stopped them before i mean you the tati set most of the kind of other cuts of those films are not in great shape yeah but then although people, people complain. complain about that so much that, like <laughs> they probably don't want to do, go through that again i think they learned so that's their what you get fortunate lesson <laughs> um do we know are any of these supplements new to this release or is it just like the the cover and then the new 4k transfer i don't i, I think, think the just the interview, interview and the essay are yeah the two things that yeah okay well like sometimes they'll say new video essay or new interview but really well, you know these this are, one does yeah i know i know but like sometimes those things aren't actually new and they've they've been on past releases Oh, yeah. Well, I think for going back to spine number 63, that'd be quite a stretch to say <laughs> new interview. <laughs> what do you guys think of the cover art? This is done by Edward Kinsella. He's done a few other, um, you know, covers, I think, for for Criterion uh, over the past couple of years. He's also done um, lots of interesting illustrations. I think what what did he do most recently? Like The Brood? Is that one of the most recent ones that he did? I think so. Yeah, uh, I I love it. I know some people don't uh, like it at all. That someone even crazily said that the old one was better, which is insane. But uh, I think it's great. I'm a huge fan. I yeah, I like it too. It's kind of ghoulish and distorted and creepy. Yeah, I think I like the old cover better. <gasps> <laughs> i mean i like the old cover too just, i like it so I, predictable once uh, i said that <laughs> um but i don't hate this new one and i do like his his artwork and um someone i i retweeted someone today who had like shot posted a picture of it in um like in person the actual like big drawing that he did of it and you know they might be turning it into a poster or maybe they'll be doing like a I don't know if they're planning on doing any kind of like theatrical re-release of this film, but um, I do like his his style of illustration, and I just I think for whatever reason I like that older cover just because it's kind of like the corny poster aspect of it. Um, yeah, this is at least in black and white, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, the film also in black and white. 
I don't know. I mean, it does have that old school feel. You're right. No, no. There it's is true. a colorized version of Carnival of Souls. Um, oh, I bet there is. That you can find. I think you can actually watch it on YouTube. Um, I think, I want to say like, Cynodyme, are they the people who, I think they might have uh, rights to a version, or at least like they have a version of it. Uh, I might be thinking of a different company, but um, it has been colorized and it does look bad. Uh, the black and white one obviously looks much better. But uh, I can't wait to see this new 4K transfer of the movie. I mean, it's it's definitely something that we've been hoping for for many years, and uh, it's exciting that this one was was our you know most recent real Blu-ray upgrade or, or reissue uh, from Criterion. This is so one that exciting. They, yeah, they actually teased this one as well uh, last week on Friday by showing that picture of the the folks in the like waiting for the upgrade i forget how they how they phrase it now where is it oh yeah so a lot of lonely souls looking for a seat upgrade of all these ghouls on the on the bus <laughs> i would love the job of just coming up with the dumb puns they use it's so wonderful <laughs> so uh very exciting i'm i know i'm definitely gonna be picking this one up this is the you know this is gonna be a pretty great month to have that barnes and noble sale i think yeah. All right. So, let's hope it extends all the way to the end of the month. Yes, definitely. <laughs> that <laughs> that is kind of crucial this time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that would hurt so bad if it didn't. Um, all right. So the nineteenth is going to be a big week. This is getting three different releases. Uh, so I guess let's go in spine number order here. So uh, Ellen Renee's Night and Fog is getting a release on the nineteenth. This one is. Uh, you know, another Blu-ray upgrade, uh, but it is, you know, a, they are adding new supplements to it as well as uh, new cover art. I think this is one of those originally, you know, what their, that original DVD release was one of the cheapest Criterion films you could get new just because it was so short. And so, you know, like so lightly packed with, with any kind of uh, additional material that it was always, I think just the retail price was incredibly low. I feel yeah, like it I was think I bought it during a sale for like seven dollars or something. Yeah. yeah, this is one I actually own as well. So you're all welcome out there for the uh, for the upgrade coming. But um, uh, it it was it was it was badly needed. I mean, you know, that disc was pretty bare bones. People were shocked when it didn't happen when they put out um, uh, Hiroshima Monomore, right? Like people thought that would be yeah, yeah, like they could happen. Like they would have included it as a like a special feature on that other Blu-ray, or just included it at the same time. Uh, both, but I think mainly, yeah, that they would have done it as a special feature, kind of the way they did like Bergman Island or, uh, some of the other stuff where they've, I think that might be the only one where they pulled it out of spines, uh, maybe the gray gardens, the second gray gardens one where they pull it out of a spine number, just put it on the same disc. Mm, yeah. Is there with, okay, I don't want to go down this. I was going to go down a whole ta- uh, rabbit hole of like spine number. So did that Bergman, okay, well, I'll just go down it. This, the Bergman Island, <laughs> did, did Bergman Island, is that spine number for that release? In, uh, included anywhere on the Blu-ray that it was no. added on to? I don't think so. Okay, no, no, it's not. So yeah. there's like no way. So if you want to have that spine number f- featured on your shelf, you would have you have to buy the the separate DVD release. Yeah, I've to been get struggling that creepy with image that of Ingmar looking around the corner at you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been struggling with this for for a while. I, I so far I've resisted. I just, ugh, I hope I don't ever buy that. <laughs> Do, I probably will. I'm sure there's been a, okay. Um, <laughs> I was going to go down another rabbit hole, but I'm not going to. I'm going to stop myself. So this one, this new edition of Night and Fog, uh, has a new interview with Joshua Oppenheimer, director of um, was it the the Look of Silence and um, what was the other Act uh, of Killing? The Act of Killing, yes. So he's going to be uh, most certainly talking about uh, you know like the the atrocities of of humanity and um i'm very excited to hear him uh talk about it on this on this new blu-ray well yeah. also i'm sure a lot of just documentary style stuff i mean oh yeah yeah as soon as his name came up in the supplements i was like oh of course of course he'd be influenced by this there's a lot of that kind of you know addressing head-on the atrocities while keeping sort of a remove i mean at this time alan renee was also making you know documentaries about the plastics industry and the national library and these very playful films and i was rewatching a bit of night and fog today and i forgot that it kind of has a similar tone to that too and makes it all the creepier so the 
the other supplements on this the the 2009 documentary have you have you seen that one already uh no i hadn't even heard of it okay no yeah i didn't know that existed and i was actually trying to look up information about it but it's hard to find any in english there's a ton of it in french but I'm not that good with French. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really, uh, I, you know, I'm excited. It's not necessarily the right word for me when it comes to anything involving the Holocaust and having to watch it, but I am uh, very <laughs> interested. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about the, the price point on this one. So this one yeah. obviously was a, <laughs> a, a much cheaper DVD release. <clears throat> and now that it has jumped up to the full retail price of a standard Blu-ray, a uh, standard criterion Blu-ray, uh, at the thirty nine ninety five price point, so um, I guess a few things. Like as I was thinking about this, like you know, I'm sure everyone's knee jerk reaction initially was like, "Whoa, that's crazy!" Like, how can they justify it, even by adding you know like this extra feature and maybe a new interview? It just seems like that is a huge jump in price for a thirty minute um, documentary. Uh, then, like tonight, as I was thinking about it more, I was thinking, you know, it's such a bad habit that. I have, and, and I guess maybe other people might have also to like associate running times with, you know, like a dollar amount. And like, maybe we shouldn't be looking at art in that way as a like, oh, well, I'm not getting my money's worth because it's not, you know, four hours long. Um, I don't know. Like, what do you guys think of that? Well, you made up your money when you bought, you know, Brighter Summer Day and this, right? They they average out to, <laughs> yeah. to about... Two ninety even <laughs> movies or something like that. No, yeah, I completely agree. Uh, you know, I think uh, the shortest film before this that had its own price that was at this price point recently was uh, Renoir's Day in the Country, right? And I don't remember people complaining too much about that one because of the what it. I don't. Maybe it's just because it already existed or whatever. But I mean, there's a, you know an extra hour of footage. I think that that's you know if we do care about running time in that way, then that's there's your justification right there. But I just think it's like you said, it's a silly way to look at value you know you either want to have this and it's something you want to watch or you don't right so i'll just say for devil's advocate um well i will definitely be picking this up because i'm picking up everything along renee on blue it, i think the fact that it had already been released at the lower price point is kind of what put me in the mindset of maybe this shouldn't be so expensive and just the fact that they've been more open to having variable price points on like bitter bitter rice and uh, there's something else I think from last year that was at a lower price point, despite having special features. Yeah, Jellyfish Eyes was cheaper too. That's right. Oh, and Bitter Rice does have a documentary, which is you know, yeah, I think yeah, Jellyfish Eyes. I love that movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> the cover, by the way, on this one just so. I mean, it's obviously a pretty obvious choice, but it's so well done. I think so too. I think it's. I yeah, think I really nice. like it. Excellent. I mean, the film is available to watch on Hulu if anyone out there wants to kind of get an idea of what the film is like before jumping into that higher price point. But um, and then also you can you can rent it on iTunes. All right. So uh, let's see where oh, Ryan, can I ask a question about that? Actually, yeah, uh, I've been meaning to uh, when you rent stuff on iTunes, do you get like a lot of times the transfer on Hulu is not necessarily the best transfer or the transfer even close to the one on the disc is the iTunes one generally better quality. Well, I think so. I mean, um, but I don't think it's necessarily the same transfer that they use for the Blu-ray. I think they've even mm. talked about that at past Wexner talks. Um, I think that came up at some point in one of those Wexner talks where Kim Hendrickson was talking about, you know, um, having HD versions up on iTunes, but those aren't necessarily the same ones that they use for, or even like the ones on Hulu aren't necessarily the same ones. I mean, and it kind of shows in a lot of cases where like, it might look HD, but there's still a lot of damage on some of the materials. Um, yeah, the so, HD, the ones on Hulu always feel like unrestored. Yeah. So, like, they may be HD, they may not. It's kind of like what they got. And I could totally understand why the iTunes one still wouldn't be the same because of encoding things and stuff like that. You know, it's much smaller file sizes. But I just want—I guess I was wondering if it was the restored ones more more likely. Um, I I doubt it. Um, mm. but you know, maybe. Um. I think this one has been on iTunes for a while now. And so I don't, yeah. I don't think, but I haven't gone to download it to see. So I don't know for sure. Gotcha. So, uh, let's see here. Where are we on the 19th? So spine numbers, eight twenty four, eight twenty five. So eight twenty four, another Alain Rene film, uh, Muriel or the time of return. 
this one was teased at a little bit on that Friday when they posted a shot of, oh, what was it? Godard's film that had it in the background. Two or three things I know about her. There's a little shot of the uh, poster for Muriel in the background. And they even kind of like, you know, clearly name it in their tweet or in their post for it. So uh, another one of their nice teases uh, from early on, on on Friday the 15th. Um, so Scott, another uh, Renee film just for you. Yeah, I know. I, this whole month is like simultaneous joy and torture for when I have to shell out all the money for it. But uh, <laughs> this is a really exceptional film that kind of kicked off a new period for uh, Renee uh, from the kind of like really uh, morbid and super uh, insistent, for lack of a better word, I guess, uh, dramas about memory and stuff that he'd done before. This is a little bit more playful and freeform and definitely fits in with uh, Jatem Jatem uh, that he did a couple years later. Uh, this was released on Master to Cinema, which is how I currently own it. Um, but the transfer from them is not, not, you know, it's kind of an earlier release for them. It's not too great, but it was sadly the best one available to date and they'd been teased at for years as a possible uh, Blu-ray upgrade for Masters of Cinema, but I can't remember what ended up uh, squashing that. I think it was some mixture of the Master not being ready and just it not being a very big seller for them in the first place. And the DVD is, in fact, out of print from them now, mm-hmm. which is uh, too bad. I hope they find a way, or some UK distributor find a way to release it. But in the meantime, I'm super glad that that uh, restoration did get completed and is getting out in some capacity, because I suspect this is a much uh, more beautiful film than I know, but get to see evidence of it and in the meantime it's just a really great one that i'm really happy more people get exposed to yeah it'll be interesting to see if this is one of the films that um you know criterion snagged the uk rights to as well and so maybe oh that's true uh, you know i think you know wasn't wasn't master cinema kind of complaining about criterion kind of like they were taking some films from them uh or you know like or or the films were being taken from them or you know like uh they're kind of like being snagged right from underneath them and they weren't sure who had gotten it. So maybe this is, yeah, one of them. that could be that's, it's also too bad because the booklet, it had no special features on the disc, but the booklet they made for it is really kind of wacky and dreamy in its own right. It's kind of their early booklets were really weird. And this is definitely one of those. <laughs> um, I really like the cover art that criterion came up with it though. It's, you Phenomenal. know, kind of, it's similar to the official poster art in some ways, but it's not just a straight copy of it. It's kind of that design spirit though. So I really like it. Yeah, it looks great. I think there was a, a U.S. release of this from Koshlorber a few years ago, or around maybe a couple of years before the Masters of Cinema one. But I think that one. Is yeah, and that transfer print. is truly garbage. It was <laughs> oh, actually man. it was the same master that Masters of Cinema used, but on top of it being kind of an uneven master, it was they squished it to be in a different aspect ratio. <laughs> ooh, ooh, yeah, it ooh. just it looks terrible. <sighs> Such right. a shame. Yeah. So, um, any any of the supplements that you're looking forward to or that stand out as being interesting or worth uh, paying attention to? I mean, I really liked Francois Tomas's uh, contribution to Hiroshima Monomore, so I'm excited to see what he has to say here. And then whatever these old interview excerpts are should be interesting. Oh, yeah. You know, one that Francois Tomas one. Um, so when I was looking up that, uh, that past DVD release, that one also lists an interview with him. Uh, as a supplement on that one from a long time ago. So when this one said new interview, I was wondering if that meant they went back and re-interviewed him for the film, or if they're just including that, that old DVD supplement on this one. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't own that other DVD, so I don't know for sure, but yeah, I don't know. All right. So, um, spine eight twenty five also out on July 19th. Uh, definitely the one that I'm most excited to pick up that week. Me of, too. Uh, King Who's A Touch of Zen. Now this one has had kind of a, a long and interesting uh, story, you know, getting to Criterion or a series of, of of teases and news articles over the past year, basically since uh, last year during the Cannes, Cannes Film Festival, uh, this played, the new restoration played at the Cannes Classics lineup. And then, you know, it would go on to have a, a theatrical release in, in Europe, I think through Carlotta. 
and then um masters of cinema released their blu-ray last year or was it was it this year was it just a couple months it ago? was just like a couple months ago yeah for some reason okay so that but that one is now out of print that one was like a limited edition uh release that they did i think so i thought i read somewhere that they were going to release a single disc edition that wouldn't have some of the other supplements oh, but interesting. i i can't remember where i got that impression and haven't seen any confirmation of it since so we'll see this one uh, played at the New York Film Festival in the fall of last year, and so that was where I think we first learned that Janice had, uh, was definitely going to be picking up the rights to it. I think they had credited it to Janice Films there, and then once Janice rehauled their website, we got lots more uh, confirmation information about it. And then last month, just a few weeks ago, uh, Criterion teased this yet again in their wacky email newsletter drawing with the little uh, Buddha being touched you mean the Grand Budapest Hotel Tease? Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> that was such a great uh, guess from someone on the forum. I think my uh, favorite was uh, Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Too bad it couldn't be, uh, you know, one of the Pokemon movies. Or oh, what? So were they thinking that it was going to be like another Jellyfish Eyes, and that's it was like a Pokemon joke? Oh, I think it was a joke. But um, oh yeah, yeah, no, I, I was confused by nonetheless. So this one, oh, they released uh, the Pokemon movie. Oh my god! We also knew uh, that this was coming, and kind of got a, a preview of the artwork uh, from from um, what's his name, Greg Ruth. He posted on Twitter over the past few weeks, I think, uh, leading up to at least the reveal of of the posters from Janice Films. Um, kind of his some some drawings that he was doing for the for the release. Um, Greg Ruth. He has previously done a number of other Criterion, uh, you know, covers and, and illustrations for. He did one of the um, the Zadoichi films. He did the Tale of Zadoichi, and then also um, he designed the cover art for Three Outlaw Samurai. Uh, Ooh, I like that one. Yeah, it's great. Uh, you can actually still buy, I think, some original drawings from that Three Outlaw Samurai uh, through his website. They're kind of expensive, but they're very nice. Um, I think he also had like at one point released some stuff on, he had a, an Etsy shop where he was selling some, I don't know if there are prints or original drawings, but um, kind of for that three outlaw samurai. But yeah, this, uh, these posters for, for a touch of Zen and uh, dragon in are just amazing. And I can't wait for criterion to put them up in the shop as posters that you can buy. Um, the th- they're also going to be, the, these covers are going to be, the theatrical uh, posters for Janice Films' run of the movies. I will definitely be buying one of these. For what do you for make of them not uh, not doing a, a double thing with Dragon in this month? It's so uh, surprising, right? It is very surprising. I was I would have put money down on them releasing them either as a set or just at the same time. Um, but them not doing that is just completely baffling to me especially since they have such similar cover art. I mean, for people who kind of put these things on their shelf by spine number, they look so good to, next to each other. And that's, I'm sure, for the more OCD members of the Criterion Collecting community, of which there are, you know, a few, uh, <laughs> I think that's going to cause some sort of schism and uh, some trouble. Especially since, okay, yes, to go down that route of the OCD, like, <laughs> Criterion fan, uh, doesn't Dra- Dragon Inn came out before this, right? So it's like, uh, it's true, yeah. <laughs> and like th- that's kind of uh, similar to what was it like, um, Shot Corridor and uh, Naked Kiss, where they're like right next to each other, but not in uh, chronological order. And so that is like totally frustrating. But uh, I, yeah, I don't know why they didn't do Dragon in at the same time, unless they're just kind of like they wanted to spread them out, or maybe they couldn't get everything finalized uh, for this month. I mean, maybe this is one of those situations where they were gonna you know, announce it for, uh, on Friday with, with this. And then they're like, you know what, we can't, uh, we can't get these supplements squared away in time for July. And so maybe we'll push it off to August and we'll put something else. You know, maybe that's why one of these Blu-ray upgrades kind of got pushed in to fill the slot. I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe that's, that's interesting. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, maybe with the OCD thing, sometimes I think they do it on purpose just to, <laughs> it's like with the, the Monk DVDs, that TV show where they, they're all in exactly the same oh, and right. the one spine is different. It's just so mean. <laughs> but I think that, you know, maybe they do it just to mess with us. They know. Yeah. Um, I guess regardless, I'll be buying them either way. And Oh, yeah. But uh, I, I guess. First Lucia. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So, um, Scott, you, you saw this and reviewed it for the site. Um, I guess, do you want to talk a little bit about the movie at all? Or, uh, so this is like a three hour kind of epic of a film. Uh, how was it kind of jumping into this? Uh, I mean, I am not by most stretches of the imagination, a big martial arts guy. Uh, I generally find them to be kind of slow and hard to get through even with the number of action scenes, but this one, I mean, their first sentence in the description here with the visionary barely begins to describe it, I think is pretty on point. I, this one kind of had me sucked in from the go. And it's not like there's a lot of action that first hour. That first hour is no action at all to the point where I was like, did they like upload the wrong movie to this <laughs> disc or something? Is, But then, you know, it kicks in. You're like, ah, I, I see. And it all starts to kind of make sense. And it all it's just has such a very uh consistent pace despite the this kind of slow beginning and then these really exciting action scenes as it goes along and just by the end which is really just one of the most transcendent moments i've seen in any film from any era i mean i was completely in love with this movie uh to the point that i I may have to double dip on this release for the extra supplements that pretty cover art and just don't see which is the best possible version of this film because it's really truly extraordinary all right so one thing that uh is is not on this release that is on the the masters of cinema release is the uh scene commentary the select scene commentary by tony rains they didn't include that in the list of supplements for this one uh very sad i have to imagine that was a master of cinema exclusive or something yeah i mean they do interview him for this release um but they didn't include the supplement or the uh the, the commentary which is kind of sad yeah um that I think the the Master of Cinema one, while being kind of out of print right now, I think you could still get it for, you know, in the 30 pound area. So probably like $40 or so if you if you really wanted to get it right now. Um, but it is, you know, out of print. So you're going to be buying it from third party folks over there. But regardless, I think this new Criterion one is going to be fantastic, and I can't wait. I, I, I'm actually looking forward to hopefully it coming to Portland so I can see the see it on the big screen. Although, Yeah, find, I want to try to do that too. I mean, finding three hours, though, for, for a film like this might be kind of tough, though, for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like this is going to be one of those movies where I have to kind of, like, uh, you know, stretch it out over the course of a day or two in, in you know, watching this plus the supplements. But man, I am so looking forward to the Criterion Cast Chronicles episode for this month because, man, there's so many good things coming in July. Oh, it's going to be a nightmare to prep for that one, huh? <laughs> well, I don't Especially know. Especially with this last one. Not, I mean, kind of. The last but, one mainly, yeah. Yeah, I guess the last one only in that it includes, you know, <laughs> stuff that we haven't seen. But like, I feel like for the most part, this month is kind of easy in a way because there are, you know, I've because I've already seen Carnival of Souls. Uh, mm-hmm. I have access to Touch of Zen and, you know, Night and, Night and Fog. I have the old Blu-ray of uh, The New World. So, like, well, I can, I like, you know, most of the prep for the episode will be just, you know, going through the supplements, I think. Yeah, it's just New World and, and Touch of Zen. The others are actually all pretty short films, too. So, yeah. But. So, yeah, the last release of July on July 26th, spine number 826, we're getting Terrence Malick's The New World. Finally, uh, this is one that I feel like Criterion has been kind of teasing at in in wacky drawings over the past couple of years, uh, and then earlier this year they they posted some restoration video shots that we had talked about uh, on the on a previous episode of the newsstand where they kind of revealed publicly that they were going to be working on this or at least releasing this this year, and uh, I think during that episode we had, I forget who was on the episode but I was. We had brought up the ideas of like, you know, there are all these different cuts of the films and has the theatrical version of the film ever even had a Blu-ray release. And they sure delivered with this one. (laughs) Uh, This, I mean, just, you know, there are some movies, some releases from Criterion that you just, when they are announced, they feel like, okay, this is going to, this is going to be on the list at the end of the year when we're rounding up our favorites of the year. Even though I haven't seen it yet, I haven't held it. I just know this is going to like, you know. Just looking at this list of stuff, I mean, the fact that they've they're so they're including a new 4K version of the 172 minute cut of the film, 
Uh, but in addition to that, they're including new high-definition digital transfers of the 151st cut, 150-minute first cut, and the 135-minute theatrical cut of the film. Uh, that's awesome. That's exactly kind of what I was hoping for in that episode of The Newsstand where we were talking about this. Uh, just that, you know, it would be nice if this was like a definitive edition of the film, and it sure as heck seems like it's going to be. It comes with a book. Yeah, a so, book. Yeah. <laughs> so they specifically say a book, um, but it just says a book featuring an essay uh, and an interview and then a selection of materials that inspired the production. Like how how thick of a book are we expecting this to be? Is this going to be like, you know, one of the thinner books that maybe would be, you know, in one of those digipacks? Or is this like, you know, a book like on the order of, you know, Picnic a Hanging Rock book? I don't think I it's going to be like that. Yeah, I think it'll be more in the range of like a double life of Veronique or those old kind of digipack discs. But I think that's the biggest thing is that this seems likely for a digipack. And that's good news for me. Yeah. Me too. Um, yeah. But I mean, there was so much kind of material that inspired the production of the film. So that alone could take up, I mean, really as much space as they wanted. If they wanted to do a 200 page book about it, they easily could. The amount of research that went into the production is insane. And I hope they dive into that in some capacity. Are there any um, actual like coffee table books about the making of this movie, like the art of the new world or anything like that? Uh, not that I know of. I mean, this was not a popular, successful film when it came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, I mean, very contentious at the time. And it's kind of slowly uh, warmed up as the years gone, as is usual with the Terrence Malick films. Um, but so I'm beside myself, of course, that this edition is coming out. It's my favorite film of all time. And the 172 minute extended cut, which was never called the director's cut. So I never really knew kind of where it stood with everybody, but I'm glad to know it's preferred by uh, Malik and the creative team because it is preferred by me as well. <laughs> um, but I've never seen the 150 minute cut. That was the one that came out in New York and LA when it kind of first premiered in like late December. And then by the time I caught up with it, it was only the 135 minute cut. Um, so I'm excited to check that out. You know, I mean, there's pretty striking differences between the two the longest cut and the shorter cut um but without it really changing the general shape of the film of course but it's still a pretty different experience so the uh i think one of the supplements that they're listing on here is was one that was included i think like the making of the movie yeah um, the documentary that was shot uh by austin jack lynch that one i think was on the old blu-ray but they're including all kinds of new interviews a new program about the making of the film, um, a process, uh, a program about cutting the movie, um, and, and trailers for the film. And so. I'm also, uh, I like that they highlighted this kind of near field mix they made for it. That was a term I had to look up, but I guess it just refers to, uh, creating a mix specifically for a speaker system that's close to the viewer. Um, because the soundtrack for this movie is pretty amazing. I was reading some articles on it and Matt Zoller sites wrote about, uh, and a bird expert who wrote into him saying that Malik had asked them to find as many recordings of birds that would have been alive in the time in which the film is set for them to use within the film. Uh, <laughs> so that kind of attention to detail on the soundtrack, I think, really comes through in a subtle way in the finished product. So I'm glad that they kind of paid attention to it and transferring it over. And I was rewatching a bit of it on Blu-ray this morning. And while it looks very good, it could definitely use has some room for improvement. And I'm very excited to see what Criterion's done to it. Even with the sound, they're giving us both, too. It, this is definitely feels like one of those ones where they just said, you know what, whatever. Everything, yeah. <laughs> kitchen sink. I just did a quick Google search to see if any other Criterion releases had a near-field 5.1 mix, and uh, the game also got a, had a near-field <laughs> mix. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, very exciting. This is uh, something that we've been kind of hoping for and talking about for quite a long time now. And uh, it's so exciting to have it finally here. Uh, new painting, a new uh, cover by Robert Hunt. He's done uh, several Criterion covers, I think, over the past few years. Um, I think, did he do like the Four Feathers? I feel like his style is kind of like Looks that. like it's the same style. So yeah. Um, he did the painting for Autumn Sonata and uh, Picnic at Hanging Rock. He did not do the Four Feathers. Oh, he didn't. That was Gregory <laughs> Manchester. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, regardless, it is uh, a beautiful painting and, um, I like the, the whole, the letters getting cut off around the, the edges there. I, I saw some people kind of like 
you know, being kind of annoyed with it, but I like it. Yeah, I like it too. I like it as well. Yeah. And I'm glad that they, you know, so many of the posters I was before this, uh, was actually kind of finally announced. I was going through and looking up, um, posters for the film and just so many of the posters are just terrible Hollywood posters of, of what this movie is. And I'm so glad that they kind of kept it, uh, from like, you know, the point of view of, um, of, you know, like of the natives here looking out at the ships and kind of that, you know, that you know, those like alien kind of aliens invading, uh, feeling to it. And instead of having it be like, you know, a picture of Colin Farrell or, you know, something like that on it. Yeah. These yeah I mean, terrible. Yeah. The current terrible. Blu-ray cover especially is just the freaking worst. Um, <laughs> With the conference like swinging his sword majestically. Yeah, it's just um, like yeah, it, that... it doesn't it doesn't give you any real idea of what the the movie is you're getting into, and I guess that's just you know studios trying to sell the movie and make it look more exciting than it is. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm with you. I really like the image they chose to kind of expand upon. When I saw that the shot that they're using, uh, when I first saw that in the trailer, I was, that's when I knew that I had his movie because it was clearly ordering it from a different perspective. I mean, you can't really imagine what it must be like to just be living your life. And all of a sudden these giant ships just emerge on your shores from out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that's July six releases. Uh, it's going to be, you know, I guess the, the new world is the higher forty nine ninety five price point, but they are giving you three discs, three Blu-rays. And, you know, you could, if you get the DVD. And probably edition, nice packaging. Yeah, definitely nice packaging, a book. Uh, so it's uh, definitely going to be worth the, the added price for that. And five of those six releases are 4K restorations, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, so uh, hopefully, again, hopefully the Barnes & Noble sale makes it all the way to the end so that people can pick up the new world uh, at $25 instead of $50. All right. So um, I guess, do you guys have any other, any other general thoughts on, on the July t- titles before we move on? Is there any like overarching comments or, or final thoughts on, on your, uh, on these announcements? Well, the, uh, the, the confusing, uh, upgrade path remains, you know, they continue to throw curveballs. As soon as I thought I had it figured out, okay, UHD, whatever, whatever. Nope. Two more <laughs> upgrades. So we'll, you know, we'll keep trying to figure it out and I'll keep crossing my fingers, uh, you know, but it's a great month, really great month. Yeah. No, uh, no new eclipse set yet. Uh, still no eclipse sets for 2016, <clears throat> but you yeah. know, they, they are, I mean, that is, they are giving us lots of good stuff. So, yeah, the things that they're not giving us, I think we can keep on waiting. And it does give everyone a chance to kind of catch up, I think, on the Eclipse releases. Although David and Trevor are going to run out of Eclipse sets to Getting cover uh, on their podcast pretty soon, I think. I think within the next 6 to eight, 12 months, they'll probably be uh, complete with, with doing episodes per set. All right, so let's talk a little bit about... Um, the can classics lineup which was just announced today i don't know if you guys had a chance to look at them yet but there's quite a few titles in here that are worth highlighting just because every year when the can classics lineups are announced there's inevitably a number of films that will be re- released or re-released from criterion i mean we were just talking about a touch of zen that one was in the can classics lineup last year and so um Ugetsu is the one that jumps out on that one for sure. Definitely. Um, so that one is going to be Decalogue. the Decalogue. Yeah. So they're going to be showing um, two of the Decalogue chapters uh, at the festival. I'm just trying to scroll around now. Is it like five and six? Five and six. Five yeah. and six. Yeah. I'm so excited about that. I, I'm, a, I'm way into Kieślowski. I, I really want that coming soon. So. There's a lot of, there was like a lot of chatter, I think on um, various forums and whatnot. Uh, or maybe on Twitter for last year Criterion um, or maybe it was even like when they were at the Wexner Center and talking about the Decalogue and um, it seemed like maybe it was definitely going to happen sooner and then um, or maybe was there just recently a Blu-ray in Poland for the Decalogue that that wasn't that great but maybe they hadn't waited for this new restoration I forget now I get all these things jumbled up in my head and so I think like um I feel like at some point there was 
rumors that Criterion was definitely going to be releasing this sooner. And then um, now that this is getting, or there was this recent 2K restoration of uh, from back from the camera negatives, like you know maybe they were just waiting for this, and so now uh, you know the decalogue might be closer. To getting a there was a, a Blu-ray in Poland, but it, the big controversy there is that it was cropped for widescreen. Oh yeah, okay. Oh yeah, oh what a terrible. Maybe this is our big, you know, Apu level box set this year. One yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I guess a few other restored prints that are worth pointing out here. So yeah, you mentioned Ugetsu. Um, I'm excited about this Ikari XB1. I have the DVD release from Second Run but it's this Czech kind of sci-fi film. This is getting a new 4K restoration of the movie. And so hopefully that means a Blu-ray will be coming from someone. Um, now that second run in the UK is doing Blu-rays um, kind of in conjunction with Arrow, uh, hopefully this will be maybe getting a re-release from them. I don't know if they've mentioned anything yet. I know the guy from second run is active on uh, the Criterion forum. And so hopefully someone gets him to kind of spill a little bit on that. It's just like, it's a pretty fun sci-fi film uh, that is definitely worth watching. Yeah. I'd never heard of it, but it looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same, same here. There is going to be a new, well, I don't know now there's the, a 4k restoration of Howard's end, uh, the James Ivory film. Um, you know, this, I don't know if this is going to be the same um, one that criterion released on Blu-ray, but um, that guess. one definitely was not 4k at least not on the blu-ray it might have been you know behind the scenes but oh and then they also mention here in the notes that it's a presentation with the cohen film collection and so i don't know if that means that cohen will be releasing this on blu-ray at some point uh with this new 4k transfer um and then let's see there's this... masculine feminine oh yeah masculine feminine oh yeah it'd be uh, great to get an upgrade this milos foreman film valmont um, and then there was a couple of other ones. I mean, it's, it's kind of fun that they're doing the pit and the pendulum, that Roger Corman film, um, <laughs> a cool but, movie. Yeah. Uh, this Jacques Very Becker cool. film. And there was one other one, I think on here. Oh, the Jean, uh, the Remington. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what is this lady killer? Is that what, that what it translates to? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, have I, have either of you guys seen that one already? No, no, I haven't. But yeah. you know, more Jean Gabon is always good too. Yeah, indeed. Um, I'm kind of excited or interested, at least, to, to learn more about this Vilmos Zygmunt documentary that they're going to be showing uh, at the festival. And then, um, this uh, this new version or this new restoration of Solaris, like. What what is going on with this? Is th so this is a new <laughs> frame by frame digital restoration uh, from from Moss Film, I think. And you know, is this going to be better than the Criterion Blu-ray? Is this going to be different uh, in any noticeable way? Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, maybe it'll be what uh, Artificial Eyes releasing. Yeah, so they're releasing. When does that come out? In in May or June? Well, I lost track. They changed it all. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we should talk about that. The the Blu-ray release for Andre Rublev, which was supposed to come out like next week, yeah, uh, got pushed back, uh, essentially indefinitely. But you know, the release date now on Amazon is for December. I think that just is kind of a placeholder for we don't know when we're going to release it, <laughs> and they just had to push it back as far as they could. That thing um, is cursed, huh? It it really is. <laughs> like. And it's crazy because I had just pre-ordered it when it when the price dropped. Uh, so I thought, okay, well, cool, it's coming out in a couple weeks. The price is ridiculously low. I may as well just order it. And then, you know, a couple days later, you get the email saying, "Oh, sorry, this one that we thought we were going to have in time is now you, your expected ship date is January 2017." <laughs> <laughs> so. I don't know what's going on with that, but I don't think I, I don't think anyone has heard any kind of official statement from Artificial Eye yet about what's going on with it. They don't seem to be very active anywhere online. So I don't know. But yeah, I'm curious to see what this new Solaris one uh, looks like. Also, uh, One Eye Jacks. This is another one that people are. are this is a new uh, presentation from Universal and the Film Foundation. Uh, this is the Marlon Brando film. Um, 
this is one that a lot of folks seem to think Criterion might be able to get the rights to and, and release at some point. Um, I think just today, Jeff Wells had posted something about how he's frustrated that this new restoration is going to be the incorrect aspect ratio, as he is often <laughs> uh, one to complain about uh, things, even though if they, even though they might not be in the wrong aspect ratio. Yeah, I mean the quote unquote incorrect aspect ratio. Yeah, exactly. By the way, going incorrect back one, according to Jeff Wells. <laughs> going back one thing, uh, there is a there is a conspiracy theory I wanted to mention about the uh, Andre Rublev that. Uh, that has Criterion asking Artificial Eye not to announce or to delay it until they can announce it's coming out in the U.S. so as to not lose the sales. <laughs> that is a, that is a crazy uh, conspiracy theory because it doesn't seem like yes. they, they would they, <laughs> they would care to to do nope. that especially especially now that they're kind of competing uh, in yep. the U.K. <laughs> yeah, with things like but, you know um, Ivan's Childhood, which Ivan's seems Child, yeah, like yeah. it's coming from Artificial Eye, and maybe it's also coming from Criterion, even though Criterion still hasn't announced that one yet. But there's like this, you know, I don't I don't I don't know if the Phantom page for that is still up on the on the Amazon UK for the criterion release of that but i don't know it was the last time i checked but yeah i don't know i think it's an unlikely rumor but i thought it was funny so that is a funny uh theory so uh and then there's also this momotaro film uh from shochiku which is a new 4k restoration uh being projected in 2k from i haven't i haven't heard of this one before it sounded familiar just but i uh uh when I went to go look it up, I, I realized I had no, I know nothing about it. Looks interesting though. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts on the, on the can lineup in general, not the, the classics lineup, but just like what's going to be showing there as far as like, you know, I think a couple of the films have already been picked up by IFC. And so maybe are kind of being like, you know, on the track to an eventual criterion release, like, um what was it what were the ones that were just like the new um the guy who did uh four months three weeks two days Munju did like he has a new film i think that is already being that is already acquired by uh ifc and so maybe you know maybe criterion might have their eyes on it too well this rate criterion's gonna have to put out a box out of that guy's movies they've been promising him so long (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's another one like where we we saw the you know cover designs for it in that supplement on the apu trilogy uh last year and yet that one still has no announced date yet or you know hardly any kind of other teases apart from that that and beyond the hills yeah beyond Mm. the hills too i'm excited for the new jarmish film um i don't know that much about it but i i love his stuff so i'm just excited in general yeah there seems to be like this whole crowd that somehow keeps track of all these uh you know, international auteurs, production schedules, but I never know about any of these movies until they're announced for Cannes or then what might have gotten left out. But it seems like a sweet lineup to me and I wish I could go. Yeah, yeah it looks amazing. Yeah, I mean, there's a new film from Paul Verhoeven. There's the um, a new film from Ken Loach. Um, yeah, Olivia Sayas' new film, uh, a new Almodovar film. Andrea for Arm- some insane reason, Spielberg is showing the BFG there. I'm not really sure why. But... <laughs> so yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be fun to see if anything from this lineup gets uh, picked up by Janus, you know, as their new, you know, new release theatrical run film. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the new Darden Brothers film. Yeah, lots of Arnie- new Coriata film. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> this is uh, quite a lineup. All right, so. Uh, the Criterion UK titles were launched this week, uh, the the first wave of Criterion stuff. They finally made an official statement on their website regarding the launch in the UK. Uh, you still can't buy the films on Criterion's website, and I don't I don't know if they're going to plan on, if they're planning on putting up any kind of separate pages for it, or if there will be like a UK version of their website eventually with just the UK titles. But right now, I think you have to go through... Um, UK distributors to get them. They've also uh, just recently uh, in their in the the article where they talk about the 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 new releases. They talk about um, that the news announcements will come around the twenty fifth of the month for those ones. In case anyone is curious, when when those might be going up on Amazon UK or when Criterion is going to announce them. 
prompting excellent comments that it will likely be the 26th or the 28th of every month when you actually see <laughs> yeah. that. I mean, they do specifically phrase it as around the 25th. So, <laughs> so they don't, they're not like pinning themselves down to like on the 25th. And uh, so I think, I think they'll, they'll be fine. And, you know, but people still will still complain. That's uh, what they're best at. Yes, exactly. Uh, so um, we do know a couple of other months now. So now, uh, in May, they're going to be releasing Easy Rider, In a Lonely Place, and La Ventura on Blu-ray. And then in June, they're going to be releasing Overlord, Here Comes Mr. Jordan, and Gilda. So uh, all releases that Criterion is doing you know, in the States as well. No exclusive releases yet, uh, but that is still kind of a, an, uh, a threat, I guess, or an imagined <laughs> threat for the OCD U.S. collectors. Um, I am threatened. That's true. <laughs> do you not? So, do you not have a, a, a region-free player? I have a player that is extremely easy to turn into a region-free player, but I have not done it. Okay. So if I so, have no excuse. so if Criterion were to do an exclusive UK release of a film that they couldn't do here in the states, you would be prepared to to import that. Oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah. I'm just really really nervous about what that would do to my life if I started down that road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh it gets very expensive. I can tell you that uh just today I ordered a $40 Blu-ray from Australia just because Ooh. it was uh is not available anywhere else on Blu-ray. Which one? <laughs> so uh over the gar- <laughs> Over the Garden Wall. I don't know if you guys saw the Over the Garden Wall uh, animated miniseries from Cartoon Network last year. I missed it, but I've heard great things. Mostly it, from you, I guess, now that I think about it. But it looks too. awesome. It is amazing. It is so beautiful and delightful and kind of scary. Um, yeah. And it, But it's only available on DVD here in the States. You can get HD versions of it on like streaming. But I just... I, I think I had known this earlier, but for whatever reason... I just came across it today and then it says like, you know, it's a limited edition run of it uh, from Mad Men in the UK, not in the UK, Australia. And so this is the first time I'm importing a Blu-ray from them in Australia and uh, I'm very excited to check it out. It's, it is region B locked for anyone out there who's, who's interested in it, but um, you know, it's not available on Blu-ray anywhere else yet. How many countries does that make it for you in importing? I know you've got a few, right? You've done Germany. Uh, you've done I've done quite Germ- a few. Yeah, Germany, um, Korea. With I have that plain archive oh, release from archive. Korea, and now Australia, UK. Um, I don't know if I have any from Spain or France or Italy. Maybe I, I might have one from one of those. But um, those are a few other places that are kind of on my 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 buying radar. Of like, okay, well, you know, there are a number of um uh what is it carlos sara film sara films from uh this distributor in spain and i was tweeting back and forth with the guy who runs that foreign exchange blu-ray in la and he was well, saying story yeah yeah and he was saying that um which anyone who is in la and you are interested in picking up region you know foreign region discs uh definitely check him out i'll put a link in the show notes to uh his store profiles online. I can personally recommend it as well. It's an excellent shop. Have you gone in there yet? Yeah, I have. So did you end up buying anything? Of course I did. I couldn't, I couldn't go in and just turn the <laughs> guy away. No, <laughs> I spurned your Blu-ray. No, what I, did bought, you get? Uh, Do you I bought the earrings of Madame Day. The, uh, I think it's French Blu-ray. Oh, the path a one. Or? Yeah. Is hmm. that a different is transfer? It is a different transfer. I haven't checked it out yet, but, um, by all accounts, it's, definitely better than the criterion actually he had it up on the screen when i went in that's why i haven't checked it out and it looked great the french mm. ones never have english subtitles that one has english subtitles uh i hope so i'm pretty sure it does <laughs> i feel like it wouldn't have bought it if it did but uh, presumably not no no yeah. he's, he's pretty good about um you know trying to get stuff that is english friendly for his store um, yeah and for that matter the french distributors are getting better about including them uh mm. so hopefully that will continue but yeah, there's this French company that's putting out all these Douglas Cirque movies on Blu-ray, and they're like 20, 20 euros a piece, and I keep keep getting tempted to import a few. Yeah, Criterion's been sleeping on that. No kidding. <laughs> uh, 
Um, let's see, do I have anything else on my list of things to talk about? The folks at Janus are going to be touring Dragon Inn and Touch of Zen these days, as well as I think they're touring, um, John Dielman right now. Um, there haven't really been any new films added to the Hulu channel or, you know, iTunes or Fandor, like anything new kind of exclusive, like, wow, I can't believe Criterion is releasing this. Um, but I always keep an eye on In those like things. Really long time, right? Like when was the last time that happened? That's been forever. Um, well, I guess the Heart of a Dog. That was the Oh, sure. That was like the yeah. iTunes ex- kind of exclusive that I don't know if it, I think they were saying that it was gonna it was only gonna be up for March and then it was gonna be taken down. Um you know, and who knows when Criterion will be releasing that on Blu-ray, but I think that was the most recent, like exclusive kind of like thing that kind of be discovered through those streaming services well everyone thanks so much for downloading the show Arik and scott thanks for joining me tonight to talk about this stuff i'll have i'll have links in the show notes to where you can find all the stuff that we talked about tonight and uh, as well as where you can find us online so we will be back in a few weeks presumably to talk about uh maybe we'll do another newsstand episode right around the time of uh the wacky email drawing for uh, the end of the month and then maybe we can talk about what is announced for july in the uk from criterion now that they have this now that we're getting like two different (laughs) announcements a month that makes the recording of the newsstand a little bit easier now that we can plan on news being announced twice a month all right everyone thanks for downloading the show and we'll see you next time